And if you can remember, the word was simply Father. Father, and we, we said that since God is our Father, then He is to be feared. He is our Father in heaven. The God who keeps watch over the nations because He is enthroned over the nations. The God, our Father, who is in the heavens and does all that he pleases, that is not hindered by anything, not hindered by anyone, but the God who is seated on an everlasting throne. And tonight, I want us to carry on this theme of considering how we are to relate to God as Father. So last week, he is to be feared, but this Tuesday night, he is to be trusted. He is to be trusted. He is our Father, our Father. Take a look at Matthew chapter 6 again and just look at verse 6. We are going to be looking at a few passages tonight, but Matthew 6 verse 6, Jesus says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Our father sees in prayer. He is faithful. He is attentive. He is watching. He is listening as we pray. And then turn the page and look at Matthew chapter 7 and look at verse 7. We heard these words read on Sunday morning during the message but Jesus says in Matthew 7 beginning in verse 7 he says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened and Jesus says or which one of you if his son asks him for bread We'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good, give, give good gifts, give good things, I can't talk tonight, to those who ask him? Do, do you hear that? Jesus hangs, Jesus hinges trust in God on this sense of God being our father that if we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our children then how much more our heavenly father how much more does he know how to give good gifts to us and therefore how much more should we trust him according to Jesus the heavenly father is entirely completely totally trustworthy because he is a good father to us his children I mentioned on Sunday didn't I as we were thinking about prayer we were thinking about the church they gathered together there was this earnest there was this urgent need and so urgent prayer was offered to God and I said staring back at me are two types of doubters and you remember the second type of doubter was the person, the one who has lost their sense of confidence in prayer because of all of the disappointments 
that they've received in their lives. Maybe you, you poured out your heart in prayer for that friend of yours to be saved and, and he wasn't saved and then he, and then he passed away into a lost eternity or you you prayed for that person to be healed and they weren't healed and they died or or you got married to that unbeliever and then later you became a Christian and you've been praying for that person for decades and here we are tonight gathered together to pray and they're still nowhere spiritually and it's so hard for you to tone down and turn down that voice that says to you whatever will be, will be. No one's listening. No one's in control. There is no rhyme or reason. Things just are what they are. And things will be what they will be. How can I help us to trust our Father as we come to pray tonight? How can I bolster our confidence? How can I bolster our trust that God will give us exactly what we need when we come to him in prayer. Well, friends, my answer tonight would be this, by remembering what he has already given us. By remembering what he's already given us. Listen to the logic. If God gave his only begotten son while we were yet sinners, then can we not trust him to give us All that we need now that we're his children. We weren't always his children, were we? At one time we were his enemies as those who were in Adam. The offspring of Adam. Enemies of God. And what did God give us then? Well, he gave us the most precious thing that he could ever have given us. His only begotten son. So now that we're his children, can we not trust him to give us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. I mean, you, you parents, think for a moment. What would it take for you to hand over your child to death? What, what would it take for you to do something like that? Well, I'll tell you what it would take. It would take a kind of love that you do not have left to yourself. You don't have that ability to love like that. But God does. And that's why we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. And, and you remember in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Let me just read it to you really quickly. You remember the logic there. When Paul writes, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? If he's given us the greater, what fools we would be to think he wouldn't give us the lesser. A doubt based in insanity, not faith. And therefore, friends, those disappointments that you look back in prayer, they were not due to God's inattention. They were due to God's superior wisdom. Again, you you parents, you, you, you have experienced this all the time, haven't you? There are times where 
You say no to your child and you're able to explain it. You're able to say, look, Ada, the reason I've got to say no to this is because, and she, she understands, she, she gets it. She's seven years old and she understands. But there are other times when there is absolutely no way that Ada's going to get it at the age of seven because there are these categories that she knows nothing about. And so in those moments, I have to say, sweetheart, listen, just, just trust me that I'm saying no here for the right reason. Rarely does that work, by the way. We, we, all, we all know it. But, but, but I know what you don't know is what I'm trying to say. Let, let me just give you one, one example before we come to pray, and I'll try to keep myself together as I give you all this example. When I was 19, um, I was in my first year in Bible college, and the new year came around, and the year would start with a, a placement in a church. And so the, the pastor at this church had pieced together this rotor, this schedule for me, this timetable for me over the three weeks. And that included uh, going to a different person's house every night for a meal. Well, introvert that I am, that was quite hard, but there we go. And, and I, I sat down with this family once, and um, very, very quickly, the the father of the home, this guy that just had this giant personality, this heart the size of the world, this incredible evangelist he was, told me really quickly that, that he had cancer, but it was going to be okay because, because God was going to heal him. And, and, and the church was praying, and the church was praying. And then the next time I came back to the church, the, the year after, he wasn't able to attend the service because he was too unwell. And then the time after, he, he had died. And he had these children who all their lives long had been raised in the shadow of this amazing dad. Godly man, solid believer. And let me tell you what happened after that. The church then called me once and said, Hugh, we'd love it if when you graduate, you would come to serve as, as an assistant at, at our church. And so... I prayed about it and I came. And I remember going to the church and on one of the first Sundays I was there, I walked up to a couple whom I didn't recognize and I introduced myself to them and they introduced themselves to me and I said to them, when did you start coming to the church? How did you get connected to, to this church? And they said, well, did you ever meet Ed? And I said, yeah, I, I, I met Ed, the, the man that passed away. And they said, yeah, well, we were his, his nursing staff at the hospital. And he shared the gospel with us. And, and his words were great and everything. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, Hugh. He could, he could share the gospel and he would do it in a winsome way, a powerful way. But when we saw the way that he died as a man who knew where he was going, as a man who knew that glory awaited him, it changed our lives. And we've both been converted. And we're both members of this church. And his family were still there at the church, wonderful, godly people. And joining them now every Lord's Day are two nurses who were saved because that man died. The disappointments that we've experienced in prayer Friends, they are not due to God's inattention. They are due to God's superior wisdom. 
We do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that are too deep for words. Amen. Amen. Well, I'd love it if we